0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's time now for Technically Speaking. We haven't spoken to France de Clercq, independent technical analyst, for quite a while now. It's been too long, France de Clercq. This podcast is proudly brought to you in association with ShareNet.co.za. But, France, the markets have been. They've been on a bit of a melt-up, particularly in the United States of America and the Dow Jones and the S&P and the Nasdaq. After a couple of wobbles in the last year, year and a half, they just keep on going. It's extraordinary. And you picked an inverse head and shoulder on the Dow a while back, and it seems to be forming, and that's one of the reasons the melt-up is occurring, I think. What do you think?
1: Uh, Lindsay, I don't think I had the influence, but um, I think what happened was, Um, You know, everybody's after 12 years, and I mean, I'm also in that camp that um, after a 10, 12 year bull market, almost with no corrections, you actually expect that the market should come back. And um, instead, they're grinding higher. And that's when I saw that inverse head and shoulder. Wasn't because I, I thought that, listen, I think the market can really shoot the lights out. I just want everybody to say, listen, don't think that these markets can just fall on a heap. And this is exactly what happened. That inverse head and shoulder was brewing from about let's say January 2018. And uh, the last I think last week, yeah, last week, it, it broke above that neckline. Now, just to refresh some of the listeners' minds, that neckline was sitting at twenty six thousand five hundred and sixty. Right. Now that that turned into a support now. And now, of course, I know everybody will then just say, but remember now the inverse head and shoulder must play out now i've seen it all all through all these years that the moment you you see an, uh, you can almost say you see a, a formation or you, of you or you've got a target in your mind that's the biggest mistake that anyone can do with technical analysis and i always say to people when it looks so easy and it looks like it's going to play out you must be Um, a little bit nervous because sometimes he just turns around. and That's why I say that if you look at this inverse head and shoulder, yes, we are above the neckline, but we are now overbought. So what you sometimes find is that people come in, they buy in on that inverse head and shoulder, and really that also happens to, to shares as well. Not really to indexes only, but to shares as well. Now they buy in onto that neckline, and then they say there's two targets. Now I'm going to give the targets. The one is 28070 and the other one, if it plays out to the top, is 29600 Now, that's the biggest mistake that you can do is just go in purely with a chart. Now, I'm looking at the weekly line chart, but you must always pick yourself an indicator. It doesn't matter which indicator uh, that you use. Just combine those two. Then at least you've got like a, a, a guideline to say to you, yes, it can play out. And the indicator confirms that. Now, if this indicator was, let's say, at around 20, 25, turning up, I would definitely say, yes, there's a big chance for this to play out. But because my indicator is now above 80, and it's already in the overboard zone, I'm a little bit nervous that I think this market is probably first going to see a pullback. But the big thing is, we must come back below the 40-week moving average. And that is sitting at 25,408. Before we can say that this beautiful rally that the Dow had since, well, we know that since January 2019, let's say late December 2019, can um, maybe continue. So only below that we need to get nervous. And, and I've, I'm just a little bit worried that, and I don't want to talk fundamentals, I'm just a little bit worried that everybody chased the Dow now and they, they tend to um, not, well, not to take in effect that, that the earnings, the share or earnings of the companies are going to come under pressure. But that's a a question for somebody else. I say above that neckline, it can go a little bit higher.
0: Okay, it can go higher. But once the, once the market is corrected, it's overbought position that you, well, your perceived overbought position, will the inverse head and shoulders mean that we're going to go powering on and the momentum in the Dow Jones, which has been extraordinary for 10 and a half years almost now, will that continue and we'll see 30,000, 35,000? Who knows? What do you think?
1: Well, I, I, th- I just always guide m- myself with the indicator. If the indicator is, is heading into overbought territory, I will say to myself, while it is above this neckline, then the chance of it to grind higher is there. Because then it ignores the indicator, as it did in many years, and, and it will just go higher and higher on that and grinding you know, bits and pieces higher. And, and as, as a lot of viewers will also understand, and I'm, I'm sure people that love technical analysis will say, a difficult market is when it grinds. You know, every day, just 30 points, 40 points up, then 10 points, then 15 points. But I think the bottom line is while it's above that neckline, 26,600, the momentum is clearly to the upside. And, and and don't fool yourself and say, yes, we had a bull market for 10 or 12 years. But, you know, Lindsay, what I think what's going to happen here, the day that these markets are going to turn around, you'll probably see that within two weeks, we'll be below that 25,400 level of the 40-week moving average. And before you know, we'll, dip, we'll be down 10% or 15%. And I think that that is w- what will take place. If it opens up, it will be so quick that if you are not either locked in your profit or already short, you will not be able to come in. And, and, and if you think about it, you know, I've, and I've picked it up the last six weeks and maybe some guys will also say, yes, they're picking up usually in the olden days, let's say a year or two years back, you could pick a trend when it changes, and then you get in onto that trend, and then you've got ample opportunities to get in onto that trend and just say, okay, I can ride it, the indicator comes back. Nowadays, it's it's a little bit different. You you get the trend, let's say, for instance, it goes up, but when it turns around and you did not See, you know, maybe pre entered it a little bit on, on previous candles or earlier candles, then you don't get the opportunity to get in with the indicators. It's almost like it then grinds lower as well. And then you say, listen, I need a bounce or I need, you know, whatever, a lower, eye or whatever. doesn't matter what you need, but you don't get in. So, um, yes, the Dow is definitely up. I, th- I think above that neckline, and that was your question. Can it grind higher? Yes, above that neckline, definitely so.
0: Hmm. So what are the implications, therefore, for the all-share index of the JSC Securities Exchange or any other index that you watch, Franz de Klerk? Because if the well, U.S. market is going up, then although we might not be linked to it economically or trade-wise, but certainly sentiment-wise, we are.
1: Well, we we also have got the inverse head and shoulder on the top 40 and that's a weekly chart. But you, need, you see, this one is, is now classic, what I said, on the s and on the Dow Jones, and even on the s and The indicator is already topish. Now, we reached that neckline. Now, the neckline of the inverse head and shoulder on the top 40 was at 53,040. Well, that was reached yesterday. And suddenly, the indicator was also close to the 80s. And it's starting to turn around now. So now the big question, and this is the big level for me. If the index starts to go below Mm 51,800, you can easily see that the index come back all the way to 50,000, even 49,000 to to have a psychological level. And the reason why I'm saying that, Lindsay, everybody is so complacent to buy markets and even shares with high multiples and believes that they will just carry on going higher. Now, the problem is with a neckline, and this is now the neckline in the top 40. The moment you reach that neckline, automatically a lot of guys will just say, now it's going to play out almost like in the Dow and then they just buy it. But as it comes back from from that, that neckline, suddenly their mind starts to play tricks with them and then they say, listen, maybe it's going to go up next week, but they tend to, again, forget to look at the indicators. And, and I will say that if the top 40 can come back, and remember the top 40 is held up by a handful of stocks, and we know that now it's NASPERS and the Anglos and the Richmonds, those kind of stocks is holding up this market. If they start to almost, let's say, disappoint, you can easily see this market coming back a lot. And you know what? I'm always thinking of where is the bear market going to come from? And i tell you, the more I think about it, the more I think it's going to come from disappointing, um, in, disappointed investors that do not believe the, the, the management of the companies anymore. In South Africa, we had a couple of companies that really disappointed investors over a couple of years. And there was even some illegal activities here and there. And I think what we'll get to a point when the market really starts to show some cracks, Mm. Let's say we go below the 40-week moving average and we remain below that. Then you will suddenly see that people will say, but this company also messed us around. And then it will come out. And then people will just sell the market out of disbelief. So if you look at the technicals, we're below the, the neckline in the top forty. I think that we've seen the top for the moment and I think we need to see a healthy pullback to to give my indicators sort of a a relax or or a time to just work on a a play to get either overbought or oversold again. But um, I think the top of the top 40 for the moment is in place. And keep in mind that this market rallied almost, uh, well, 7,000 points in a matter of, can you believe it, in a matter of about three months. Mm. And we all know that the world's economies are not that great. And um, it just tells you people are chasing momentum. They're chasing easy profits because they're worried about lower interest rates. And unfortunately, someone is going to be right. And I think the charts are going to be right. We're first going to see a healthy pullback.
0: Tell me about the gold price. Talking about meteoric rises, the gold price has come from below 1280 to its current level of, if I refresh my screen at the moment, well, this morning it was 14.30. It's probably pulled back a bit now, I don't know, but uh, let's have a look. Uh, While I'm having a look, have a look at your gold chart in US dollar terms, please, France de Clerc, and tell us about it. Because, yeah, there we go. Uh, The gold price is 14.29 at the moment. So it's been an incredible run.
1: Well, Lindsay, I will never forget that um, on, on one particular show, I showed this chart of this massive inverse head and shoulder on the gold price. Mm-hmm. And, and where it was a little bit different to the Dow Jones now, the indicators were so knocked out to the bottom that you could actually say, will they ever lift? Will they ever pick up? And I can remember, and you know Julietta quite well, Julietta Televi said to me, listen, France, if you see an inverse head and shoulder and you see these numerous right shoulders developing, is that still a valid formation? Yes, it is, because the, the clue lies in the neckline. And, and you know, Lindsay, when, when uh, the gold price, and I mean everybody that I know, and, and I know some of the top analysts in South Africa, did not give gold at all a chance. And when it broke at 1,340, that neckline, I said to myself, well, okay, a conservative target should be 1,319. Well, I mean, in two days, it's there. It's above 1,400. It's heading for 1,458, which is the first target. And believe it or not, if it really plays out to the top, it can take all the way up to 1,660. But what is this gold chart actually telling us? This gold chart telling us that you must never just leave the instrument alone and just say it will never up again it will just die that's the biggest mistake that you can
0: make. okay there's other things i want to talk about as well the platinum price the palladium price the the rand but i think the rand is probably more important the rand's an interesting one to me and it's an interesting one to every single south african because whether you're the poorest or the richest you always have a rand uh, touching you every single day of your life so where's the rand going versus the u.s dollar
1: Yeah, well, Lindsay, we had that inverse head and shoulder. I don't know if I I discussed it on your show, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The target of of the, the rand's target to the top was 15 rand and 14 cents. Well, it went as high as 15 rand, 16 just a few weeks ago. I think it was three weeks ago. Yes. And um, that was the target of the, of the inverse head and shoulder, the conservative target. The, if it played out to the top, it will probably went to, to 16 rand to the dollar. But now I think with all the, with the indicators mixed, and this is now a classic uh, example of a mixed uh, a chart with mixed indicators. Now suddenly we see a symmetrical triangle in the rand. And uh, for viewers that does not know that uh, a symmetrical triangle got one of two characteristics, it's either going to go up or down. It sounds stupid, but that <laughs> is what the symmetrical triangle do. It, it forces the, 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 the you can almost say the price action into a wedge. Yes. And as that wedge breaks to a side, it will give us a move. Now, strangely enough, we're at the bottom of this this wedge. So this symmetrical triangle, the support line is exactly where the rand is waiting. Now, it's, today we're a little bit above that again, is 14 rand 23 cents. And strangely enough, that is also the 40-week moving average. And I've got the tendency that we can maybe see a little bit of a stronger rand. If it gets below 14.22, because then my target will be 14 rand, 13 rand and 56 cents. The only problem that I've got with this formation, and I've seen it before, and I'm looking at the chart here, for the last four or five months, every time that the rand gets to 14 rand, it's almost like everybody wants to sell the rand there. And buy dollars. Yes. That's the only uh, the nervousness that I've got around this, this um, formation. But on the other hand, and, and that, that depends now, unfortunately, to what Mr. Ramaphosa is going, going to do with the economy. If it breaks above 1484, and I mean, we're about 40 cents from there, if it breaks above 1484, unfortunately, the rent is going to go to 1550. And the moment he does that, that inverse head and shoulders target of close to 16 will come into play again. So okay. I think we're going to have a limbo period and then a break to a side, either up or down.
0: Okay, one share. I haven't asked you about this beforehand, so this is a off-the-cuff comment. Can you quickly put into your your system Impala Platinum, please?
1: Yes, Lindsay. What are you talking? I mean, I called that share at <laughs> You don't, the, one of my friends, he's a top fundamental analyst. When I called the share at around 19 rand, 19 rand on the technicals, he said to me, listen, are you smoking grass? And I said, listen, you will not believe it, but this thing is giving me a buying signal now. And that is just above 90. Now, Lindsay, I mean, the stock is now 20, 72 rand and 8 cents. I know. And I mean, it's coming all the way from 20 rand. And that just shows you that we're in a kind of market where you, and I know a lot of people like to be diversified and it's it's good to be diversified if your risk profo- profile allows for that. But if you are a, a guy that like to stock pick, so you like a certain stock, I mean Impala Platinum is going like a Boeing. In actual fact, it's not yet that overbought and I can still see it going maybe to 75 rand and even 80 rand. But just to be a little bit safe below 66 and 80. I will see my first cracks, and you know what's interesting here mm-hmm. the fundamentals of the companies only starting to turn around now. And I mean, the stock had already one beautiful rally. So, yes, the momentum is up. I think if you want to buy it now, you're too late to buy it personally. I think you, and also the gold stocks. I know I had this morning at least five emails of everybody wanting to, to buy gold stocks now. I think the gold stocks and the platinum stocks had such wonderful rallies. They all overbought. If you did not buy them earlier on, I think you're too late now and you need to wait for a pullback and let 's hope that we get a pullback and i 'm going to give a little bit of a gap that 's on this chart, and maybe we can see that coming back, but I think it 's not going to be over a week or two, maybe um, let 's say six, seven months if we 're lucky that the rand strengthen and the and the platinum price comes under pressure. that gap sits between forty one twenty five and thirty nine seventy five I doubt if that will happen, mm. but it can happen, but at the moment in the chart looks absolutely fantastic and just for for some of the viewers that that's maybe interested, can you believe it that Impala platinum was in two thousand and fourteen was a stock of around one hundred and thirty five rand so it just shows you from nineteen rand it's now at seventy two When a stock starts to pick up and it's going, you can just say, wow, I cannot.
0: Yeah, once the the momentum gets going, there's no stopping it. There's nothing like a resources stocks bull market. Franz de Klerk, thank you very much for your time. Franz de Klerk is an independent technical analyst talking to us from the Groot the very, very cold Groot at the moment. Uh, How do we get hold of you, Franz de Klerk?
1: Lindsay Williams, they can always watch my website, com, and they can see all our services there. And, and strangely enough, just to, to, to make a point here, there's a lot of guys suddenly interested in, in learning to trade the Aussie. Mm. And the reason why they want to trade is, as you know, in South Africa, job security is under threat. And I just want to caution people, you don't learn the Aussie by one or two or three months to be on the group. It takes you at least six months. In actual fact, I will say a year and then you will start to get the trading behind you. And only then you'll make a success out of it. So please, if you consider trading or, or doing technical analysis, maybe for more on a, on a full time basis in the future, please don't see it as a, as we can say, a quick fix. It's not a quick fix. It needs a lot of time and a lot of effort. But when you've got it under your belt, it is nice and easy.
0: Frans de Klerk, thanks so much for your time this evening. As always, Frans de Klerk is an independent technical analyst, and that was Technically Speaking. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.